and welcome back to Unlicensed and Unhinged. I'm your host, Jeremy Granite, and as always, I'm joined by my team, starting with Mike Gaddy. Welcome back, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to be back. Uh, weather's great. Good to be here. It's always a pleasure to have you. And my sister in Christ, <laughs> Alex, how are you doing? Welcome Dude, back. Just short of a miracle, Air Race Nation happened this past weekend. That's a cool people. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you had that experience. And maybe we'll get a chance to dig into that a little bit later. But mm -hmm. right now I want to focus on our illustrious guest, Nick Malcolm, a DJ, event promotion, visuals, all around artistic and delightful guy to be around. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to uh, finally get an opportunity to kick back with all you guys and talk yeah. about stuff. We've been talking about this for a while, getting you on here. Mm -hmm. Since, since I, I guess I guess you could say I met you. I think I'd seen you around DR on multiple different events, but we never really got a chance to kind of kick it and hang out until uh, the rooftop party, right? Well, even then, before then, like at the uh, Sunsets and Shadows. And oh, that. that's right. That, well, no, because we had a rooftop party. We Suns and Shadows, and then another rooftop party. Oh, yeah. So I don't remember which one we met at. <laughs> one of them. Anyway, well, welcome we in. Good times, all of them. <laughs> so what's the latest and greatest? How'd you spend your day today? I slept most of it, to be honest. I, uh, so I got off work at like up? 6 a.m. I was like, what time did you get off? Oh, yeah, okay. I got off at 6 a.m., so I was like <laughs> fried from work. So uh, what kind of work were you doing? Uh, I work at Tesla. Yeah, I've been over there for like five, going on to six years. Do you like it? It's kind of fun. It can get kind of chaotic. I work in quality, so it's a, if, if like everything's running smoothly, then my day's kind of chill. But if anything's going wrong, it's all gas, no brakes. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard uh, Elon has things set up the way, like his management principles and everything. They fucking run tight ship over there. I mean, it definitely varies. I mean, <laughs> shift the shift. You know, I, I some so. shifts are better than others. You know, but I'm a little biased. I wish we could buy directly from the factory because we live right here in Reno. We're just going through the dealership because that's going to be our next car is going for a Tesla. I think they do have a Reno dealership, though, but I, I, get, I get it. Delivery they center, do. you know, with the little shop. Sometimes yeah. they do little events where they'll, like, let you pick up delivery at the factory. But a lot of that stuff is, like, Fremont stuff, and it's, like, a special occasion thing. But I have heard of it. Hmm. The only Tesla I'd be interested in is that truck. Yeah, the Cybertruck? Maybe. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't buy it as, like, my primary vehicle. It's a fun but, you know, if I was already, like, balling outrageous and I had three or four other cars I could choose from, I might... I Fucking might bitch, get me rich, yo. I mean, you know, that's all that we dream about every day is getting rich. Yeah, pissing excellent and shitting diamonds. All right, Nick, so now we know how you make your day-to-day -day money. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about your passions and your art and what wakes you up every day and keeps you going to that fucking 9 to 5 or... 12 yeah. to 6 or whatever the fuck schedule you work. <laughs> 12 to 12. 12 or to like 12. 6 to 6, really. Yeah. It's 12 hours. But um, Four 12s? Five 12s? Uh, I did six last week. Six yeah. And then had one day off and then did three and then now I'm here. I like, to, I like to keep things packed, but I also like when they offer overtime money, it's yeah. too... Fucking get after it. Yeah. Yeah. After, yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, I would probably work a three 12s. Yeah. You know, that would be nice. Like three 12s? Three 12s, four 12s. I get all my weekends off. Four like, twelves. That doesn't. I would do four twelves. Yeah. Really? Fuck yeah. For, I don't need not nah, because I, I don't need money like that. Like, look, three twelves is your forty, and yep. you get a fuck. You get four days of fucking getting after. That's perfect it. for me. I I'd be oh, cool with that, dude. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. 
You know what I'm saying? Pursue my little like hobbies. Yeah. Ass watching. <laughs> Fucking for me, it'd be like turning tricks on the street corners and make hey, a little yo. extra money, you know? I'll be fishing. Making wooks eat Oh, that's ass. another thing. Turn, turning, trick, turning tricks in Kmart. Yeah. Where, no. all, where all the soccer moms go? No, <laughs> they do not go there. They go to Target now. Oh, is that Hey, I was, was just that? there. Is Kmart even a, a thing anymore, did actually? Did I, I think they were trying to cancel them, right? But Who? then they got uncanceled. Yeah, Target. maybe. There's a whole pride thing. There's no way they're going to cancel Target. There's too many white women that fucking love that shit. Yeah, they're one of the. If they put a bar in there, you will, like, they would rule everything. Honestly, what? fucking should get on that dude that would be nice we are in reno they, oh, i could imagine it. this target having a bar we just yeah. went there on friday had oysters dollar oysters mm. all right all right settle down chillin sorry, sorry, we had we had uh given nick an opportunity before we jumped on that segue we do this a lot sorry but just at least as long as one of us pulls us out of it we're good, good we'll hop on this little side path it's fine yeah, that's quest, what we, do. We, do. We, we call them side quests yeah <laughs> so i don't know i got, i was, always liked uh Electronic dance music when I was like in middle school and high school, and which is crazy, is like that wasn't what everybody liked when I was in those years. It was like a lot of like more mainstream stuff, a lot of hip hop. EDM was kind of just like it was like pre Skrillex bang ring era, nerds. you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would listen to like a lot of different music and always liked it, but I never. I was I grew up in like a kind of a small town in Southern California called Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't really have a lot of events near us unless you can, you have a car to be able to get off the mountain and like go to LA and all these San Bernardino shows. So uh, I don't know, I just always liked that uh, genre of music. And then I went to my first show, I think I waited till I was like either 18 or 21, but I went to my first show, it was Lady Faith, which is pretty hard style in uh, yeah. Utah. And then when I moved to Reno, I went to um, Cash Cash and Tritonal, the Untouchable tour. And that's where it kind of just like, from there I got to meet um, all the people over at like Fresh Bacon and then I got to like get acquainted like with Rick and Steve and all them and get to be on their street team. And I did that for a little while and then I moved to just like working on other street teams and then I was like, oh, I get to meet all these really cool artists and I'm doing like nothing with those connections. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'd have to like at least try to DJ and music produce, which is something I wanted to do since I was in high school, but I just never had the time mm -hmm. or the, the discipline really. Cause it, you think it's a lot simpler than it is. And then you like dive deeper into it and you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> yep. It takes some time. Yeah. I heard on when I was like watching a bunch of tutorials about like the expectations or how long it takes to actually like learn this craft. People are like going into it thinking it's going to be like a five year journey because that's about how long it takes to consistently make good stuff. So if you can wrap your mind around it being a commitment long term like that, then I think mm -hmm. you're more likely to stick it. Stick like at least it. a five year commitment. Oh, yeah. At minimum. At yeah. 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 Uh, There's that, a lot. that reminds me of something I read once and I, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to pull it out of the the, re the like recesses of fucking chaos that is my mind. But I can't remember who said it, but it was like a it was like a study in the psychology of, of learning things. Right. And what this scientist this researcher proposed was that it takes 10,000 hours to become a master mm -hmm. of any skill mm -hmm. so you know if you think about if you were to break 10,000 hours down I mean depending on your level of obsession it could be five years or yeah. it could be fucking 50 you know what I mean yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah time definitely which, which is where the discipline comes in like how many yeah. how many hours a day are you willing to practice or research or you know yeah it's kind of had to have me learn a lot about myself too because I had to learn how I learned because mm -hmm. when I was first learning, I'd like write stuff in my phone or like try to watch a bunch of videos about it, but I wasn't really retaining the information. So I got like a, a journal and I have ADHD and then I was doing a lot of research and I found out that bullet journaling is like one of the best. It's like 
the, the optimal type of journal for people with ADHD. It's just distractible and there's no rules. And so I started journaling everything and how it is, how it works basically is it's indexed and you have like page numbers. So I could be like, Hey, reverb control ideas, all the notes I took for that video are on this page. And the act of actually physically writing them down with a pen instead of typing them into a keyboard. You almost don't need also the notes. Also helps you. Yeah, you yeah. Like and just writing it helps I think, you. I think I learned very similarly to that because even, even like I was playing for you guys earlier, some of the joke commercials that I do, I don't write like a script down. I just write the bullet points or the little rhyming parts. I write those yeah, down. I get and, that. And then I free flow the rest. And similar to what you're talking about when I was in the Army, there's a bunch of shit you have to memorize and recite and memorize to know like regulations and all this other shit, right? Like the SOPs and all of it. And everybody else would go nuts just writing fucking paragraphs. For me, if I just write down uh, like the entirety of the information one time and then put a bullet point to it, it's basically locked in forever. Yep. That's the truth. When you do bullet points, you can always like, because I do all the board meeting minutes for all mm. the boards that I do. And it's just like when I do like, I can put them all out. Nice sound effects. You yeah, those were great sound effects. <laughs> those are actually automated. <laughs> Get out of here. So you were talking about your first shows that you went to. How how old were you when you uh, were first? And show? what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2012. Um, and Jesus then, fucking Christ, okay. that makes me okay. feel old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I moved to Reno for a couple years right after graduation. I was actually adopted, so my birth family lives in Reno, who I had limited access to, and then my adopted family lives in Southern California, like where I grew up, and they had me most of my life since I was like four, so um, complicated, but I had family out here, so I came and lived with my birth mother, just because it was like, okay, I need to get off this mountain, there's not a lot of like room for growth and big yeah. bear, um, yeah, yeah, so I came out here, that's when they had like club base, I don't know if you guys have, yes, this is years I'm ago, not, yeah, I'm not that it, right it's now. like an 18 and up club for a temporary time, um, I think it's right around where um, the Bluebird is now. I think it was that where that um, store next to it, that brewery store, next to oh, it. I think brewery. the brewery used to be that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong though, but um, that was way back then. And then I tried to like learn music production then because that was in high school for my graduation gift. My parents got me a laptop that I could try to learn it. So I was like mm -hmm. using FL Studio and stuff. That's, and cool. That's a big step, just oh, getting dude. the laptop, right? Oh yeah, it was huge. But dude, no. <laughs> I listened to some of the stuff because I did make a couple like shit mashups with zero, <laughs> zero knowledge. Like I hadn't even watched a tutorial on how to use this shit. Right. I'm just like free balling it. And it was so bad. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, e. it is funny. Yeah, looking back you on your trying. stuff. Yeah. But then I, I like stopped for years, but so what? that was good. So what? The yeah, start of back. it, yeah. like the start of fruition and the start of art never is Vanco. You gotta suck. You gotta suck first. You know. Oh, yeah. We, we all go through that. that suck period, and the fact that. But I know I can relate because, like, I I graduated at 07 and I was in bands in high school, and then after high school for a little while, and we toured and stuff, and we had a, a at least a label looking at us. Rise Records was looking at us, so mm. we were like on that level. But then yeah. I would look back onto like the stuff that I did in high school, and I'm a drummer, but I was in bands and we had studio equipment and we used. Reason and what's the uh, Fruity Loops and what, what Reason for FL Studio. There's Ableton. There's Logic. Ableton. That's yeah. what uh, my buddy Anthony and Dan used a lot. And that's so I got I to mess around on those and I make some stuff. And we went. We like 
have archives of stuff that we'd find from five years ago and like oh my god it's so terrible <laughs> yeah but that's cool because i like to track my growth yearly yeah, it's nice. so yeah. it's like i look back on the stuff i did the year before and then right around new year's i try to like find things i can appreciate yeah. that i did in the year before and like recognize growth and then mm -hmm. like not beat myself up if it was like not far enough or i didn't meet my goals and just be happy that like hey this year's like better than the previous year so mm -hmm. i'm at least i'm doing some sort of growth yeah yeah that's so. important and i mean i can't relate directly from the music component of it but um just with the the project of starting this podcast i mean the equipment iterations that we've gone through now we're on our second generation the upgraded board the one we had before is much smaller didn't have all the sound effects and the pads and all of that cool shit and then just using the software that's such an important part of music now you mm -hmm. know it's, it's interesting to me not being or sound production, I should say, because that's what it's a parallel thing. This mm -hmm. is sound production, not music, although it might be music. Which is crazy. I mean, everything's Nisha was telling us all about that. Everything's yeah. gotten a lot more futuristic with the advantages of technology. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And software yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, just within the past twenty years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Visuals is similar. Like, I, it's really hard to find like visual tutorials and stuff because it's like it's a lot newer. So like Excision really like his level of production really inspired a whole new group of visual artist with all this like time code matching and everything like dialed into perfection is like really crazy and a lot of people got really inspired from it but it's again who's that guy that time. does that ai um that ai like when with the shows where they like almost come out 3d do you know what i'm talking about it's very vi it's oh, very visual yeah. forward oh yeah. man yeah i do it's um Elenium. Elenium, maybe that might. No, be I'm there. thinking of um, someone that does. Oh man, it's like, like a trance artist that has this like sphere that he DJs in. I can't remember the name of it. So this is I've seen I've seen like a few TikTok videos of it, like where they're like at. I think you might be correct. Elenium. <laughs> Aluminum. Aluminum. Tin foil. DJ aluminum. No, but he does like this like amazing like AI visual artistry where like it just almost 3D pops out into the crowd. It's unbelievable why he's like DJing and stuff like that. It's like if I was like fucking tripping, which most people are. Yeah, I mean, that is, me that is part, part of it. That's part of if it. If I were to see the first time to see that, I'd, uh, like, I'm not going to say I'm going to shit my pants, but I'd definitely <laughs> like, be close to like shit my pants. It would freak me out. It would yeah. scare me a little bit. Well, they bit. have the technology they have. Production's gotten a lot crazier. Yeah. Um, it, it I'm sure curious has. about that, like, that MGM sphere. The production there is going to be pretty oh, yes. crazy. I can't wait to see what they do with that. Did, Did you see they started coming out? They're going to be having robots, like, interacting with people. Dude, the robots? memes they make out of that sphere is fucking hilarious. I'm not interested. I'm not interested till I can fuck one. <laughs> and only then for the first time, and then I'm out again. <laughs> Then I'm back out. I don't care about robots. Fuck these robots, dude. Right. Fuck those robots. They're gonna take everybody's job. Just once, just once though. I'm over that jerk. Yeah, just now. once though. Yeah, just Get once. Out of here. Get out of here. I just want to be the first one to fuck a robot, like want a brand new one, like when you still get to peel the plastic off. Like, I am you know robot. What? So you want like your own personal sex? No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not no, 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 no. No, I want to fuck a brand new one, and then they can throw it out into mass use after that. Like one that's made for sex, or one that's just. Made for it's like got to be made for sex. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like it's got to have a fuckable hole. Like okay. so the same thing I said with aliens. If it doesn't have a fuckable hole, then same what are you going to do? Said with I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Somebody's got to be the first one to do it. If they need a tester, listen. If you're out there and you're making 
Contact Jeremy. Yeah, if you're making time. fucking sex bots and you need it. 550 Just let me know. Hit me up. Elon Musk, if you got a fuck bot in the works and in some little back shop, let me know, buddy. Get out of here. Yeah, 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 you, you've been there for five years. You see him, you let him know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see them fuck bots. Uh, you get on a, get on the horn with me, dude. Yep. Your dick ring box got to make sure there's no like magnets in it. That'd be funny. Suck it right back up in there. All right, so anyway, let's talk about the Apologies. let's talk about the visual. That's the Optimus project. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. Cool. If anyone would make a sex bot, it would be Elon, though for sure. Mm. So let's get back to the visuals. So when how did you so you were doing like promotion and and event planning and stuff like that? Is that how you first got into the lighting avenue of your promoting? Oh yeah. So I haven't really done much in lighting. I've only like taken up the hobby. Like three months ago, I've watched I, a lot of I content. I just thought that since you had a laser, you were like... <laughs> no, 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 definitely no. There's some really crazy lighting techs out there, like the Summit Creative guys. They're crazy. They're doing a lot of these really cool festivals. But um, yeah, no, I just do like the projector. So like the visual aspect of it, and I'm just still learning the software. Oh, but projector, like, okay. Yeah, I found like... I got a little uh, deep into the wormhole with it, and I was obsessing over it for like a week straight. That's the way to. That's <laughs> that's how you obtain greatness, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta obsess. Well, yeah, over a lot some of the shit. motivational speakers yeah. will say you gotta be obsessed. My with it. big reason I did it was because I would have these huge plateaus with with music creating. Um, I'd either like either beat myself up or like completely just burn myself out because I'd do it like like crackhead like i do it for like 18 hours in a day <laughs> or yeah. something like that and then i just burn out and then i'm like i would feel like i'm missing something because i'm not doing something creative but i really am burnt out on this other creative thing so that's why i like turn to visuals because it would be like a good way to like change it up you know i'll just go to visuals and then maybe i'll get inspired from something from that and then move back over and trying to stay creative i get bored and i'm stagnant and i hate i hate processing or even conceptualizing how much time I've spent just scrolling my phone <laughs> yeah, mindlessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know, I right? hate it. That's a big change <laughs> I've been trying to make because I have this I have this habit of like fucking dopamining, just sitting there scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, just trying to find like just a little bit of fucking drug drip for the fucking happy sauce, you know? <laughs> so when I get on there and scroll, I love food videos. Yeah. I watch all the food videos and I save them and I cook them. So I'm like, trying to, like, I'm I, I'll sit there for 45 minutes and get a month's worth of recipes. So like to try and you I should bring that. some, I'm here. trying to replace that. Do, I, actually, that yeah, I should do that. Honestly. I'm trying to replace that scrolling though with like something productive. I'm trying to, I've been trying to teach myself. Even if it's just things. pushups. Not even now. I, I did that for fucking my whole adult oh, yeah, life. I'm not doing that. Well, that no wouldn't more. be you, but for me. I was at the gym this morning at 5:45, baby. Nice. Got my hour. In. But to replace it with something that's going to depth in my knowledge. That's the, that's the point. So that being said, so who are some of your influences when it came to like wanting to get into music and in and, and your production of music now? Um, that's actually pretty in-depth because I can definitely tell my music taste has changed. When I was like in high school and just getting into stuff, I was listening to like a lot of like Gareth Emery. Um, um, what is it? Um, a bunch of like trance DJs and then I switched to like listening to Skrillex and like Bang Rain came out and all that. So Skrillex was pretty, I was pretty cool with and then I found out he was also adopted and then I just like kept connecting all these dots. We ended up um, working on he, his favorite video game was uh, Kingdom Hearts and it was my favorite video game when I was growing up. And then actually fast forward in like my first couple years of doing promoting out here I actually got to do one of his shows the um, with Fresh Bacon. He did a fundraiser for the Space Whale. 
Oh, really? That was super yeah. cool. Um, and then we were very fortunate to meet him. Nice. And that was super that cool, too. Cool. And then he did the head maze, too. There's this one, like, really phenomenal, like, Burning Man artist out here that did the Space Whale, like, Embrace and the head maze. Really great guy. And he's, like, I guess really good friends with them. And Skrillex, like, donated his shows just for the art project, which I thought was really cool. cool. And then meeting him, probably one of the more humble DJs I've ever met. Like, he, like, made it a point to, you could get the feel that, like, he appreciated everybody and he didn't yeah. overlook anybody. Which some of these artists, when they come up really big, sometimes that goes to the wayside. Yeah, it can happen easily, yeah. I'm sure. I think that's part of the adoption thing. That's a culture thing that happened to me. <laughs> when I was doing dubstep music, everyone like puts you on a pedestal. And they're always like, that's just like the environment. Did, so, you, ever, did you ever play at 1UP? I, I might have played at 1UP, but not like as an official thing. I played at Old Bird a okay. lot. Yeah. Um, and, um, Old Bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then before bird, the oh, before bird, <laughs> pre bird, pre bird, <laughs> the oh, yeah, ate. back in the good old the, days. The only, the, I I heard. the only reason why I say that is um, about I come from a very large sibling family, and about 65 almost 70 percent of my siblings are all adopted and stuff. Oh, but I was cool. raised in a foster family and such, and so. When you, because I've been through little monetary bits of fame a little bit, and I always feel the people that have gone through like weird, uh, different family situations, we all kind of like have a more openness to meet. A little more balance. Uh, well, not just balance, but also openness to meeting other people and making sure that they feel like family within your group as well, too. Because like it's like you're driven yeah. that you have, and it's almost your family that you've also created. In yeah, way. The found yeah. definitely. I've been working mm -hmm. and doing events with some of these people for like upwards of like eight years, mm -hmm. which is crazy because it took me a minute to actually because it feels like it was a lot shorter. And then I look back through photos. I'm like, dang, I have been doing this for a minute. And um, it was fast. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot from doing events like I've had this chip on my shoulder at the beginning when I was like doing a lot more shows more frequently. And I feel like it's, if, if you're that kind of environment and you aren't able to like humble yourself and learn how to humble yourself I can go really haywire really quickly and then like as like different things changed in my life I changed different genres that I liked um, and that's where I've met a lot of my amazing friends that are doing amazing things right now working with some of their idols I met while I was on this journey of just like trying out different genres and meeting different people within those spaces has made my network like really close and I try to make like we're friends we were like hanging out we're playing video games on the weekends it's, it's cool because you just have to be genuine. Like I, I get so stoked when my friends are like, hey, we are about to release this track with this artist that we've looked up to. And I'm like, ah. When's your birthday? That gives you so much energy. Uh, my birthday is Christmas Eve. You really? are a December 24th baby. Yeah. If you believe in cusps, I'm technically like on the cusp of Sagittarius and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. so I'm like a Sagittarius. Some I people don't. That. Some people don't believe in cusps at all. I, I always ask that. I'm April 17th on the cusp of Taurus. I definitely have those. I'm kind of balls things. deep Gemini. There ain't no yes, cusp in there, dude. No, there's not. You are totally I'm fucking are. balls deep You are a crazy Gemini. motherfucking Gemini, yeah, dude. You no, are. No doubts about it. Yeah. Mike, when is your birthday? May 6th. Oh, yeah. I forgot we talked about yeah, that. For everybody that out there, for all those <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Now, now you know. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. He likes gift cards. He likes gift cards. I do cards. like gift cards. <laughs> May 6th. Yep, May 6th, everybody. <laughs> That's hilarious and fucked up. <laughs> I like tequila. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey. I like whiskey. Out there, my man. birthday is May 6th. Blanco. I like whiskey. 
I like seeing my friends succeed in all that they do. That's what I want mm-hmm. for my birthday next year. Okay, do you want me to just rub your nose in it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, fuck all these greedy bitches. <laughs> I mean. Rub his nose in what? Yeah, so Nick. My fucking shit. <laughs> what, my bullshit. What's the, what's the best show that you saw this summer? Or participated in either side as a, as a bystander or a production member? Um, I don't know. I don't frequent shows like I used to. I used to go to a show every single weekend. And then like, I kind of just put it in perspective that like, this is all time that I could be using, doing something else, not spending money. Um, and then I feel like, I don't know. I just don't go out as much, but I do get invited to some really cool shows. Um, all the base camp shows are really great. I remember yeah. one of the after parties. Um, I think it was the Virginia Street Brewhouse one. Oh, man, who was playing? I don't know. If You're I, just like, I know I had a good time. That I night. had a great time. <laughs> I had a fantastic time. But, like, you go to enough shows and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, and I'm sure it all Which starts one was to, that one? I'm sure it all starts to blur together. I know I know. for me the, the two that stood out was me and Alex did two days of the fucking uh, – uh, Jay Casino fucking Oh man that pool party the pool base party. camp base pool party. Camp. I was there for that for with you yeah Oh yeah I forgot we saw you there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, But awesome. we were there that was fun and then I really liked the Suns and Shadows camp out That was that was a, a great, great time. time That was a good time That was that was that was really the highlights of my summer having decided not to go to Burning Man this year So it was good to it was good to get out and do that God bless it thank God you didn't Yeah I mean I don't know I would have been fine in the rain I think I know you like to get wet yeah, I love to get wet. He is You're right. moist. He I'm is the moist one, <laughs> He is wet. Like. I, I stay wet, dude. I'll be out here dripping. <laughs> I'm in my fucking environment I'm now. Dripping. Dude, I would have been having fun, dude. I would have been out there making mud angels. I fucking... Penis the sculptures. The good news, too, for like a ginger like me, like Burning Man, the only, the only negative thing I ever have experienced there is I get the shit burned out of me because I'm just so fucking fair-skinned. White? I cannot put enough sunscreen on it. Like I literally will have to continuously you put it on. Think. I don't know if anything will help. I I tried it all, but what I will say is, if I was out there in that mud, even if it got sunny afterwards, I would have just been like fucking mud person. Fucking I would have just person. rolled around in it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's it offers a great amount of sun protection. There'd be so many sure. memes that come out of that. How about you? Have you ever been to the Burning Man or Black I've Rock? been to the official burn. I have. I did go to the COVID like Renegade, the bigger right. Renegade. Yeah, we were there too. That was that was yeah. a good time, but yeah. I just haven't been able to swing the actual burn, burn. But we can I'm really go gonna out try there this next anytime year. Anytime and just yeah, it, I want to do something for that eclipse. But <clears throat> oh yeah, yes. oh that's right, you October did say 14th. something. You posted. Actually, like, I think we should fucking kind of commit to doing something right now. Because the weather's still gonna be okay. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Yeah. Like I really it's gonna be cold at night though. So uh, we'll bring like my little fire pit that I got. Maybe you got one too, right? Yeah. We'll bring a couple of those, some wood. Yeah, and I set think up it starts like a, at like nine. It goes from like nine to ten a.m. Cool. So we could like party okay. all night and then like end on Sun- that. Sunrise really set. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, ooh, sunrise ooh. set. And Everyone's bring, gonna fight over it. We, we can, need like <laughs> ten systems. We pro- Everyone playing at once. A, he's got a generator. I and, got a nice and, generator. And and uh and his dad probably let us borrow his other generator. Yep. I'm, I'm sure. It's loud. I'm as sure. Well, if I'm sure, I'm it's sure. It's eight thousand. Yeah. You so know what? That would actually be kind of cool. Maybe I should like honestly kind of. I think yeah, there's a bunch of people already your, going your out there. I've heard of too, like oh yeah, two or three different clicks that are all like going out there also. So even if you I guys like go out, whole, I feel like there's gonna, gonna be people out there. I think we should do. I think we should because my my smaller podcaster, we could do a fucking. We could do a live live from fucking Black Rock fucking podcast. That'd be so much fun. 
doing this. It wouldn't not, actually be a like, podcast. All of us are still hungover and yeah. or really intoxicated doing my, it all together. I mean, That'd trust me, podcast. that is the origin story of this podcast. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah if you listen to episode one, yeah, that's so how it happened. Part one and part two. What's up? Tell us the about 13th. it. The 13th. Going into the 14th. That's, yeah, it's, it's, what, yeah. is that Friday, Saturday? Friday, Friday the 13th. Saturday. That's perfect. Friday the 13th. I've been in eclipse the morning right, of Friday. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Even if it's just us, I'm in. But I heard a lot of people. Great. Now I have to commit, dude. I've been on the fence, but now I'm like, ah, shit. Now I gotta go. Now you're in it. Did you go to the glitch mob? I didn't. I found myself there. It was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't think I would like that. That I did. I just found it really cool. I didn't think I'd like that fast tempo shit, but, and the sound was ear piercing and the outsides you probably heard, but like right in the middle, it wasn't because all the bodies were dampening it and shit, but mm-hmm. the sound sucked. But so people were mad about that, but the yeah. style. Yeah, they're great. I, we, I did see them like a few years ago, Fresh Bacon brought them out and I had an opportunity to see them. When they have it? a really cool, like, <clears throat> when, when two was Two weekends it? ago, I think. Yeah. The latest yeah. one was recent. Yeah. Like two right on, right on. All right, well, as we approach our 30-minute mark, it's now time for us to do the thing that we always do. And Get a word from our sponsors. Take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> oh, our sponsors. Before, before we go, I just want to maybe tease what's coming next. I think we're going to maybe shift gears, and we're going to start talking about a little bit more serious subject, and, and that is mental health, which is something that has always been important. And we're going to get into that. The four of us all have a lot of input and a lot of things, and in our souls that we'd like to just kind of get out there and discuss. And uh, I look forward to sharing a little bit of emotion with you fucking humans. Uh, that being said, I here's a word from our sponsors. Kidding. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Before the break, I, I had alluded that we we're going to kind of like jump into a new subject. Um, but during the break, Malcolm brought up a bunch of interesting stuff that I think kind of applies to the last segment, so I think we can get back into that if Malcolm is cool with that. We can talk about the sh- upcoming shows that you just mentioned, and then um, you're also talking about uh, the upcoming projects, and then uh, anything else that you want to talk about on the podcast? Well, a lot of this stuff I'm not officially announcing for another month. Oh, okay. but I'm trying to spill yes, the beans early. Next month the is October, and, it's month is October, and it will be teaser. spooky related, hopefully. Ooh, cool. um, okay. And then um, I do have an event coming up with all my uh, co-workers and stuff it's called the Winter Recharge. I put it on for all my like co-workers, and it's just like my way of giving back to everybody that I've worked with in the way that I know best. So I throw a little party for them at Dead Ringer. Mm -hmm. And then I book like a bunch of the artists that actually work there, a bunch of DJs that work there. And then I combine it with a bunch of really like cool locals so you get like this mesh sure of people that'll meet. I was last one. It was a pretty good turnout, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it usually is. And it's it's really cool because I, I let everyone with a badge in for free. So you're just yeah. paying is for it, like your is plus it open one. Otherwise that was a, yeah, everyone's cool. Right. Everyone's cool to go. It's $10 cover. And then we're going to have actually like Vic Krulich nice. and uh, Mostef oh, yeah, on the lineup. Yeah. Also, yeah. along with some uh, another local that's doing a back-to-back with someone from Yeah, Tesla, I remember last time I was talking to somebody and we were like there because they had noticed that people were showing their Tesla badges to get in. And then we didn't know that it was, I didn't know at the time that it was called the Winter Recharge. And somebody was like, oh yeah, yeah this is the Tesla party. They're just like, they're having a Tesla party. I had wristbands and stuff. And yeah, I've yeah. been doing all that. Like I did one like four years ago at another venue. And then I was going to do one at Alpine and then Alpine happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they fucking happened. Uh, I know you because know. they happened. Were, were you there that night? I was in and out. I was yeah. there. I was supposed oh. to play. They cut me off an hour and a half before my set, and I, I was so fucking it. pissed. I don't even yeah. know what happened. Oh, dude. Okay, we'll get into it. Let's get into <laughs> it. Oh, okay. All right. So let me just remind 
We don't normally, we wouldn't normally do this because one of the only rules, we probably should have gone over this in the beginning, is you can, you can spill any tea, tell any story that you want, but we usually don't say, call anyone out by name. And we usually don't call any businesses out by name. But this one is okay. <laughs> this, one, this one is okay because they fucked up real good. And it was a while ago. They did. And they're I was new, shocked. And they're under new management now. So this is the gist of the story. They threw this big ass. It was a fundraising event for Surly, Surly Bird, right? Surly. So they threw this big fundraising event at Surly Bird. And there had to have been, I would say, close to 200 people in that motherfucker, right? And they were upset there weren't enough earlier. Yeah. Like, they were... And, and the thing is that the people who had bought, they bought the rights to the club, but they didn't buy the building. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they, they own the club, but the owners of the building... Long so they're time, renters? Yeah, the, so they're a, rent, a rental business, basically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the owners are long-term, like, burn members and fucking, like, part of the Reno nightlife community. So they're usually down with shit, but this, the new person that took over, and I don't even know their name to call them out of the character, but I would no, if I did. No, either. Yeah, but they, their issue, not understanding our, our people and our culture here in Reno, it was like 9, 10 o'clock, and they were fucking losing their shit because there was only like 30, 40 people in there. And everybody kept telling this guy, including me, they're like, listen. Calm the fuck down. You do bro. not understand how this fucking works. This place is going to be packed out at like fucking 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's Reno. We, <laughs> it's we Reno. don't have a fucking last call. Yeah. We don't. Mm-hmm. Our, our night starts God a little later. It, you know, honestly, that's my one thing. Reno. All my friends in LA, they're like fucking done by one or two. Yeah. And I'm just like, that such. It's such a different dynamic. My headliner's about to come on. That fucking sucks. So some of the conversations, Jeremy and I did security downtown for a while. And the conversations, depending on how the night goes, you're talking to the manager of the bar and security. I'm like, hey, should we keep going? Should we keep going? There's a lot of people buying drinks, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. People are having fun. It's 6 a.m. Should we keep going? <laughs> you know? We close yeah. Dead Ringer at daylight. Yeah. Many of Sometimes, times. yep. But that being said, this guy's fucking tripping the whole time. He's throwing a fit. And our uh, one of our friends, Travis, he was he was basically like the manager, the head bartender. Yeah, Ramos. He was, he was dealing with this guy for hours on this shit. The guy was just being an unbearable prick. And finally... Finally, I guess the guy noticed that all of the people that were there, finally, when he was stopped complaining about the fact that it was now getting busy, well, there's people doing fucking bumps in the bathroom and all kinds of hood rat shit. Be fun. Open, you know, doing the shit that you as a club owner should maybe just mind your fucking business. I understand there's a level of liability. I do get that. But here's my thing. Do you know what people on cocaine like to do? Fucking drink alcohol. What are you trying to sell? <laughs> alcohol. Let's fucking figure it out, my guy. But he flipped the fuck out on Travis. And, like, basically, Travis stopped the middle of the show. Yep. The middle kicked of the everybody DJ. Out. And kicked everybody out. Hilarious. Kicked everybody out. God bless him for having that fucking stance, and then, though. And then You're literally left, that's a, that's like, and then literally left his apron on the counter and fucking went and worked down at Dead Ringer. That's yeah, I was hilarious. Wow. They were using my equipment, stance. so I grabbed my equipment, and I was sitting on the bar after they cleared everyone out. And they just... Everyone kind of got into it. Temperatures are already high. And yeah, I didn't see this just, part of it, so tell us about it. I don't know how much. Gotta, yeah, I don't, 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 don't want to share too you, much. You don't have to say but any like, names, but. Let's just say, like, the people that were behind the scenes that were running it or maybe part of the venue that was working there and the owners just completely didn't see eye to eye. And there was a lot of other drama with the owner that as far as, like, his his, like, principles and his morals, like, we caught him kind of like a scumbag act not too long ago before we opened. And, uh, you know, we were just, like, kind of calling him out on it, and he got super offended and, like, yelled at us and tried to get us out, and we just, like, mm-hmm. he shoved us out say, of the venue. Do as I say, not as I do. 
yeah, I don't know. They mm. they they did some shit that I had to witness and hear about from at the beginning of the night when it was just Travis and me. Yeah, I didn't hear about any I of that. Like, and I'm sure honestly, that, I'm sure that doesn't need adds, to see the light a, of it. It has a, it has a lot to the situation. I'm sure you could find out about it, but yeah. so I'm I not just want to say, no, we will Being, from, being from the Midwest, we. <laughs> <laughs> The white girl is not as prevalent as it is out here. And I have no idea if it's just like something to do with the sunshine or if it's a, because it's just like commonplace out here. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. What is? Oh, she's talking about cocaine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Mike, white come girl. on. I was trying to be cute. Fucking figure it out, it. Mike. I need you. It's not the same cocaine like, we get in I, the Midwest. Mike's looking at me real quick. Cocaine He's like, in the Midwest. But we have so many white girls out here. What are you <laughs> yeah, talking about? All the about? white girls. That's because all the white girls. They're so blonde and thin. You know, you know why the cocaine is so much better here than in the Midwest? Because it's closer to Mexico. No, it's because they smuggle it in their shoes, and by the time it gets there, it's hella stepped on. Ew. No. <laughs> That's gross. No. The only type I've ever gotten is like. That's an allegory, Mike. All right, audio files. Compression. Word of the day, compression. Compression. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. They step in the they step in the sand to make it sparkly. All right. So water. was that was that the Pressure only? Pressure makes diamonds. Right? I invented that. There's my shit. Dude, there's a company idea. Because I'm sure cocaine is made of somewhat carbon. We can make cocaine diamonds, dude. We'd be billionaires. No way. I don't want it's that. It's got to be a way. We like, gotta talk that's it. called it's meth. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Right. That's <laughs> Good for you. Well, Reno done, State man. Flower, right? Or... <laughs> Cocaine? So, State, state the Reno State Flower. The State Gemstone. Right, like, I like he said Reno State. Like it's the, the Reno, Reno State, state, state flower. flower. God bless it. Love the it. sovereign country of Reno. <laughs> Did you see yeah. today? It was uh, actually one of the 15 top most happiest cities in the United States. Because they're drunk half the time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. You know, there's a lot more. I bet it has a lot it, to do but... with the. I bet it has a lot more to do though with the fucking multitude of shit to do within there's two so hours of here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you could do every fucking thing you. I can't. So what's crazy? It's a, a 15, a top 15 cities in the United States, but the median house price is just rose to 600,000 for the. I know it's crazy. Third month in a row. My brother's coming up next weekend to look at houses and like... Median. Median. The only thing I can tell you to assuage some of that fucking, uh, I guess, angst that might come from that if you're trying to look at buying a house in the next, you know, lifetime or two, (laughs) is the fact that the housing bubble is going to burst again. And those six hundred thousand dollar houses are going to be where they're supposed to be at the federal four hundred fifty thousand. The fucking government was like keeping the interest rate stagnant again. They're not dropping it. They're not. They're also well. They have they're fucking trapped. They're just prolonging. Well, because if you think about it, all these people, all these fucking companies had to shut down due to COVID, and now they're all playing catch up, and now it's like kept it up. Fucking shit. There's so many angles and we could talk about that all day. But now, but yes, what is great about being right here is like what two minutes from here. I caught my personal best, possibly a record. Yeah, that's true. Twenty-one inch rainbow trout last weekend. Yeah, we're gonna have nice. to post those pictures up. No, on, yeah, I'll post them. I want to show us a picture. Video so they get posted. Did you see? Oh yeah, you follow. I want to go. I'm just your podcast. I want to go to base camp with you guys as fishermen. I want to be. That's right. You said that. Bass camp, dude. Bass camp. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast yet, but we've talked. No. No. Actually, we might have when we did. It might have been after or before. 
But when we had uh, Ideal Entertainment on, oh, I yeah, might yeah, have yeah. yeah we did mention it. But. but yeah, so the game plan is that we're going to dress up with little collapsible fishing poles. I already have two. Uh, turn them uh, into totems. Sticks. Like, put a little sign on the edge. Yeah. I already have fish a fishing where's the base. One of you guys. Oh, where's the bass? We're showing up for bass <laughs> camp. Just disappointed dude. as fuck. Yeah. I love it. Like you booked online and you didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We dude? booked on Wish. Pool? We bought it on Wish. <laughs> so when's the fishing start? Especially because it's right by the river. If you got a glow stick, Same and you're character. Like, yes. <laughs> that would yes. be fun as shit, dude. That'd be a good time. So Malcolm, any more any more upcoming projects or anything just to tie back to the the music and art side of the conversation? Uh, not really. No. All right. I think it's time to get weird. Then you guys ready to get weird? Mm. Sure. So let's talk about mental health. And uh, you brought up a lot of things before the show that you'd like to talk about. But before we get into that, I think it's probably best. And, you know, feel free to be as detailed or not as detailed to your level of comfort. But why don't you just give us like a little uh, synopsis of your tra- your experience, your travel through the mental health. Uh, Dang, there's a couple things that we can get into. Because, I mean, I don't know. It all starts kind of with trauma sometimes. So I agree. There's a lot of deep stuff. And another crazy thing is like kink related trauma, like your kinks that are based out of trauma you've experienced. It's those, that's a fucking rabbit hole. Oh, another boy. episode. Another yeah, time. That's a whole, that's a whole episode. <laughs> that's that's a whole episode. Yeah. There we go. We combine gotta, them. Combine yeah. yeah. We, we got a segment for that one for yep. sure. Um, but like, just give us the overview of your, your journey through your mental health process. Just, all right. I can get, I can get a little deep just cause it's something I'm like super passionate about. But, um, when I, the reason I was adopted is actually pretty deep. It's because like, um, when I was initially adopted, it's because my birth mom was arrested. My dad wasn't in the picture, but I was there for like all of it. So I got to see like my mom get put in handcuffs at a very critical age for you to find your, like you, you develop like your attachment style. It said between like the ages of three and five, that's when it's like really key to either be nurturing or like really developmental, let himself soothe kind of thing. Um, and because I lost that, I had such a traumatic experience within that time frame. It really like fucked me up to the future until like, I just found out maybe like five years ago, I was able to like really identify all these things that happened in my past and like why they're like that. And that helps so much with like, it takes the blame off yourself a lot because a lot of these things you might feel bad about. You blame yourself all the time because you can't really explain why you do something a certain way. Cause sometimes a lot of things are reactionary just to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to like identify like something that happened in your past that might like have shifted your mindset to react in a specific way when something similarly comes up, yeah. that's just your flight or fight response. And it's just like that helps you identify what you need to work on. But if you're just blaming yourself on it, you're not doing much. Sometimes you have to do some critical thinking and look back in the past like, damn, this is making me feel like this, but why is this making me feel like this? Why, where did I get this? Is this normal? Is this not normal? Because what you know, you think what you know is normal because that's normal to you. But like in the big picture, it could be really distorted. Really mm-hmm. fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. And, it, and it, the craziest thing that you already alluded to is like from my own experience and trauma, and I'm not going to get deep into those. I'll save that for another episode also. But a lot of the shit kind of sneaks up on you when you get older. You don't even realize yeah. why you're reacting unfavorably to something that on the surface should be kind of insignificant or at least low level irritation. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, 
your brain has already programmed the fucking chemical response that it's time to go yeah. to war. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. That yeah. When you when you talk about that chemical response, because I, um, I, like like I had told you, I grew up in a foster home and such like that. I was like one of the original kids, but my mom and my stepdad were horrifically abusive to us. Like they actually had, like brought in kids. Did to you like, age out? Uh, no, I my some kids did. Some of them were adopted, and some of them actually were moved out. But my mom and my, it was my mom, and my stepdad that did this. But they were horrifically abusive to us. I like had a little bit of money. foster care experience, and yes. it can get crazy. Like one of yes. them, I was like six bunk beds in one room. Yes, wow. yes, and that's just how it is. And then like because they get paid all, for this, right? Yes. Yeah, because, and then it's, like, because it's not technically a group home at you're that just point. Warehousing it's children. Under the I remember this time yes. where one of the older ones was going to the local high school and had a football practice late in the night. They had to wake every kid up, put them all in the van, take yep. us all to go pick this older kid up from football practice because there's just two of them treating i don't know how many kids i don't know the restrictions have probably changed since when i was a kid but like there were like i grew up in the 90s man like yeah. it was, i grew up in the 90s I was, the wild born in the fucking, 90s. I was the wild fucking west of foster like foster care Sheesh. and stuff like that Sheesh. but when you when you were talking about the chemical yeah imbalance like mm-hmm. the chemical change within yeah. it like i one of our punishments was like like ice cold, like this is kind of like a weird thing, but ice cold baths and cold showers and stuff like that, like hauling up like ice into the bath, like it was like a whole like it was like it was a fucked up thing. And so even now, so it was like a mental thing because you're carrying the ice to your to your punishment. And then like hypothermia, yeah. like pulling it on out and stuff, and that happens so much to I've where like it definitely done that to the detainees. It, well, even <laughs> now to this day, like even when I hop in a shower, even it could be like super hot and steamy in there, I instantly feel that ice cold just for a split second. And it, I've gone to therapy, I've gone to so many different levels of therapy to try to break this. And, I and just, ice baths can't, I, can't I mean, I know, are supposed do that to be good now. for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I don't sure. fucking like so it. for you, it's, oh my God, that's great. It's like yeah, that's super funny, traumatic, it's super, it's Yeah. Super every, right every, now. yeah. That, that, like, I have like a whole ritual schedule. Like, my, my partner like kind of forced me. He told me, he's like, Alex, I really need you to start showering more regularly. What? <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I know it's, it's not funny because like <laughs> I would go like, three, like I'd sometimes go like three, four, five days without showering. Like, and I have no problem because I, I clean. That's fine. Myself. It's good for your immune system. I, I clean myself. You was know, it I'm George not, Carlin said he shouldn't shower I'm every not day? I'm fucking filthy and I'm not disgusting, but it was just more like it's a thing. And so I've been making an active progress toward it, but every single time. I get in the shower, it's always like an ice-cold sheet, no matter how hard it is. Mm. Like, for that split second, second and a half, because it is a, like, it's a, Trigger, it, it is a PTS, I don't, yeah, I don't it's know. It's a reaction. It's a biochemical, it's, it's a biochemical it. trigger. You do it it's instinctively. A it's a biochemical yeah. trigger. You're not even thinking about it, you just do it. Even at the gym, it. like, it's not even in my house, it's at the gym, and wherever I'm at, it's just like, it's instant. Don't fucking tell me to get in the river. I don't yeah. get in the river. <laughs> I don't swim. I've never seen you, like, more than... Knee, Ankle waist deep, 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 yeah, knee, oh, yeah, knee like deep a, in the water. But that being said, up. let's like let's get let's get it back into sorry, sorry, the, sorry. the 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 story of Nick Malcolm and how his mental health journey started. So we got the, a little bit of the origins. Speak more on it if I you mean, want. Yeah, that was uh, pretty much where I didn't realize that a lot of my trauma came from, and so how that kind of made me feel was like. Um, I felt like I always needed somebody because, like, during my crucial years that I was supposed to have somebody, I didn't. So, like, that would force me either to get, like, way too attached into relationships or have, like, codependent tendencies or all these things that you don't really realize are a problem until you're able to, like, think about it and, like, dive deep into it and then, like, accept it. Um, 
it's a lot of learning, but attachment styles can definitely be changed. Like there's four main types people can fit into. Well, some people think about this as like a more of something that's based in reality and some people think it just completely discredit it. So but essentially there's like four different attachment styles or like variations of like combinations. Like you could be like anxious preoccupied or like fearful avoidant or there's different there's different ones. It's a whole rabbit Attached hole. Attached is another yeah. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy and it takes like a lot of work to try to form a more like stable, healthy one. And it's crazy what's crazier is like three of the four are all unhealthy and attract the other unhealthy ones. Mm. And like one secure and then so it's just like oh doing the math, the math's not mathing. Like But even <laughs> when you're secure it can un- like be Oh unstable, it can totally yeah be unstable other, by one of those. So you can yeah, be a secure yeah. person and then all of a sudden comes I feel like it's fluid. I, know, sure. I was gonna say they're it's also fluid. all it fluid. Evolves. You could you could evolve throughout Definitely. a lifetime through you, yeah. you could you could come you could to be in become, one you could become stable. Isn't that the goal? Mm-hmm. You know? Like you could yeah. become stable. Uh, isn't that the goal for all of us to get, yeah. no matter what we've all been through? Yep. All, but we've all been through bad relationships, shit that fucking shook Trauma, our confidence, exactly. shook that has set us back in our mental health journeys. But s- stable being one of those four, if that's the goal, right? You could be anywhere in between any of the other three or that one, you know, at any point in your life. And it's a constant battle, I'm mm-hmm. sure, even for most well-adjusted people. And just like yeah, circumstances are always changing. Yeah, and just like trauma, like you could be stable and then you get approached with a situation or an environment or something that like maybe brings trauma response out of you and then like, oh, that's fucking out the window. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reacting now and it's it's this is day to day life. Especially <laughs> especially for, you know, myself and I can't speak for anyone else on the team, but just coming from chaos, you know, growing up growing up in in, in violence and abuse and having my heart broken on so many micro levels throughout my younger life, I didn't really even until recently and still maybe a work in progress, understand how bad that has fucked me up and how that has kept me from being like authentic and loving or a good partner. You know what I mean? And it's that process that we all have to go through on, on whatever level, you know, like it's varying degrees. And, and that's one thing I hate too, is like having had an incredibly traumatic childhood at points in my history, I used to like try to play the comparison game, like, oh well, you grew up in this nice neighborhood and all this shit. Like, but what you got to understand is like, my worst day is my worst day, and your worst day is your worst day, right? So it's not a, there's no measure of comparison because the things that it does to us biochemically are exactly the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's why it's really. I feel like I value a lot of the people in my close circle that are like tend to be like very empathetic, empathetic people, because it's like you don't know what that person's experiencing or why they're experiencing it on a, such a deep level. Something for you could be very surface level. Something for somebody else could be completely rooted in trauma and past experience. And like, you have to like, just like be there for people, but also like sympathize with them. And some people just can't do that. They can't put themselves in the other people's shoes. I always fuck up that balance in every direction. Cause I'm just, I just live to the extremes of everything. I either oversympathize and enable or I'm cold and uncaring. You know what I mean? Like it's just no middle ground for me. It's always so difficult to find that balance because some people do need sympathy and they need support. And I'm always, that's always my first inclination. But then, then you find yourself four years into a bad relationship where you've been sympathizing with someone mm-hmm. that can't get well, fucking right. Isn't you know? it like or you it's used manipulatively. There's a lot of people like key, really good manipulators will be able to do that. They'll be able to like pull at your, you and you're like in your most 
I don't know, weakest or. Oh my God, my brother in Christ. Let's talk about a lot of ex boyfriends. (laughs) Let's talk about all of them, man. Do you have enough time? (laughs) I don't even want to talk about the Get a Life Technically, I definitely learned a lot. We have a hard out for this episode, but there's nothing to say we can't do part two or three of any fucking conversation. We but we, but what we therapy. can, what we can do, what we can we'll do. We'll you back. Come we'll, on, we'll like, definitely. Seriously, we should have you back for that one. And you, and you do have you do have a good bit of experience in uh, like lifestyle and oh. kinked and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah. So so we could <laughs> so you could be you could be a good guest for for uh, a kinked and unhinged or or a, or unlicensed therapy in the future. Yeah. But right now, right now, I just want to keep this focused on your mental health journey and the things that you've learned. So I I, I just want to see the arc, you know. We got we're getting the the beginning image of it, and I like that. And then we're now uh, in the educational phase, so let's continue. I on guess that it also continues with like um, medical stuff. I was diagnosed with ADHD really early, um, and I just like had to do that for a while. And I, that's the only time I would ever be able to like do well in school. And then I was off of it when I was eighteen, nineteen, and then I got into it again, like. Three or four years ago when I was trying to use it with therapy because I wanted to use it as a tool rather than like a cure. I wanted to like be on it, but then use it, like dissect how I'm feeling and how I'm reacting to things while I'm on it and then kind of like find a middle ground. So I didn't take it like seven days a week like some people do. I'll take it like on my work days or on my days where I have to like be more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a pill dip? pusher. I, I had like a, a pill pusher guy. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me because I was exploring all this and like self-discovering and researching all this. And then like I had a doctor locally that kind of just gave me whatever I wanted. Like I would be like, hey, I feel like I feel like it's not doing enough. I feel like it's um, I need more. And then he just Shit's me not more. working, doc. Or he would like, <laughs> like completely okay. change it up. Like I was on an Adderall prescription and then a Xanax prescription and then a higher dose Adderall prescription where I was doing like 30 milligrams every 12 hours. And I was like, holy shit, it was fucking me up. Heavily. Because like for Yo, all I hey, knew. Can I get his number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's around anymore. Uh, but like, probably, most likely not. For what? I, I, or restricted. Call me Papa. We'll make some money. <laughs> it, it took me years to find like actual people that kind of like felt like you weren't a client. They kind of saw you on a deeper level, like the therapist, psychiatrists. Like there's those psychiatrists that are just there to prescribe you something. There's those like also those psychiatrists that like are there to want you to help you meet your goals. And then yeah. I got really lucky and I actually met someone out in Vegas who I've like recommended to a bunch of people. Hell yeah. um, I've said this a million times before. I think. I think the most effective drugs for psychotherapy have already been used by humans for tens of thousands of years. Yep. And I think I think that's I hate the way the forward. Adderall thing. Mostly, most of the psychotropic pharmaceutical grade drugs that they use in, com, in combination with therapy pale in comparison to psilocybin. You, oh, I can know, see like, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. With, mm-hmm. If you were to pair psilocybin with, and controlled dose with, with the a, correct with a mindset and the correct intent, and a, and a therapist that knows what they're doing, there that's are important. people that abuse it, but for sure, mindset for sure. and intent are really important. But that's the thing about yeah. medicine. Medicine but, is I mean, only with everything. Yeah, medicine is only as good as the principles with which you use it by. Some of the most you know? a, a crazy breakthroughs I've had are just been. If you want to hear more, smoking weed. If, if you want, to, know, like literally, just like the most basic. If you want an example, because, like, if you've never eaten mushrooms, wanting, or you want to hear know, more like about that, listen to episode one or two. 
But it's like, I don't really smoke back weed that it. much anymore. What did you say, Mike? I missed if, all of that. If the listeners listeners want an example of psilocybin effects, listen to Mushroom Rants episode one and episode two, the very beginning days of unlicensed. The, or, the origin story of the unhinged. <laughs> oh my god, is it just like I haven't even listened? Is it just wild and crazy? And yeah, like you really. Fucking mean, hey, next time, next time, we, next time we bring someone to this fold, it's going to be a prerequisite to listen to the, at least the first five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I so, by that. so going through all of that, all, going through all that therapy and then having to fight against the therapy itself, that seems to me to be a I'll point where remember. a lot of people would just jump off the, the train, you know, like, fuck this shit. I'm huge with therapy. Like a lot of people have the mindset where it's like you get your therapist and then like, that's your therapist. But I'm like huge on like, you want like to be able to have somebody that you feel comfortable Someone you might disclosing be, stuff yeah. to, you know, like, and for some people based on their own individual styles, that could be. Uh, a man, a woman, an older guy, an older woman, like we're all profiling people and we understand who we're most comfortable around or what kind of environment we're most comfortable around. It could be like someone of color or someone not. It could be there's so, someone like that's more LGBTQ oriented. Like there's so many different yeah. things that we might feel more comfortable or be able to talk to someone that maybe have experienced similar things and be mm-hmm. able to be more empathetic towards us. It's so important to like change your therapist. If you feel like you're not going anywhere, yeah, I mean, just it's get just a like, new one. <laughs> it's like, it, it's yeah. like any other relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to, you're not going to, some people do it and you know, power to them, but don't marry the first person you fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't, don't go out to fucking a, a restaurant or a bar and pick one person out and be like, you're now my best friend for life. You know what I mean? It, it requires a little bit of more due diligence. So I really feel that the U S like America's, mental health system is really fucked up because you have <laughs> yeah, to have like I understand why we have so many different levels of education that needs to go through a lot of things but if someone wants to just have a sounding board for a little bit like with like real lifestyle communication that they have I don't think that person should be uh, disqualified for their lack of experience and if they're able to take a test or like go through these like certain little things like, uh, like I don't know what what um what would it be like life experiences or something like that. I can't remember what they have. Um, job experience, okay, like sort of deal, and they would be able to pass through it because there's so many people that I've met that have experienced real real world experience versus having someone gone through school for eight yeah. years yeah. that I can relate to better and actually talk to. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like that, and it's sad that they can't get that same support. You know. Oh yeah. I, I mean, all of that is well and good in the in the pr- progression of someone's like mental health to be able to come to the mindset of like, okay, this is not working for me, right? So quickly, would you tell me when you got to that point, how, how easy was it for you to jump on to the, the path that you needed to be? You got to put effort into it. You can't just go to therapy and see a psychiatrist and think that, these once a month, maybe four times a month sessions are going to do it for you. You have to put the research into yourself. I did a lot of like self investigating. Like I, I researched a lot about um, attachment styles. I got really into like what forms the specific attachment do- styles. Like okay, people with this attachment style are more likely to be something like this. I kind of just like followed the data and like worked my own little wormhole down until I felt like it was extremely relatable, and then I was able to really like connect what people were saying to real world experiences and like figure out kind of the root of the issue and then being more mindful all the time 
like just like take some time out of your day and like reflect on your day what you encountered how they made you feel because maybe there's something else that you don't even know you need to work on and i find them like every other fucking day (laughs) (laughs) that's an excellent point and with that i think it's time for us to have one more word from our sponsors Unlicensed and Unhinged is proud to announce our newest sponsorship, Jack Hole and Jackal Law Firm. Have you been accused of laundering Make-A-Wish children's funds or drunk fighting the elderly? Here at J&J, if you can afford to pay, you can get away with anything. Tax evasion, public masturbation, bestiality, and murder. Our attorneys can prove that child isn't yours, even if it is. Call Jack Hole and Jackal today and fuck that DA. And we're back. Whoa. Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn, that, 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 was the wrong, that was the wrong pad. That was the wrong pad. <laughs> no, that was the right pad. That was the right pad. Dude, that drum fill was sick. Yeah, you like got that, me all bro? pumped up. Oh, shit. Wow. That's, that's how you get Mike moving. That's for damn sure. <laughs> all right. Anyway, now that we're back, uh, we're getting back into the subject. Um, someone refreshed my memory. What was the exact last thing we were talking about? Uh, I remember, Nick, you were, you were speaking on he was wrapping the, up the progress of, of, of changing, finding the, finding the person that you could be comfortable with, that it was hard work. Oh, yeah. Let's pick up where we left off. Yeah, that, and then, um, I don't know, I just worked at it and tried to stay more mindful, and uh, I think that's just a journey that could take however long you need it to. Right now, like, I used to do, like, therapy every month, and now it's like, maybe every couple months it's kind of as needed i've learned a lot of more like you know um self-soothing skills and ways to like calm yourself down or get in the right be more in the moment because right now we're so connected to technology and even though it's really dopamine heavy it's really stress intensive too mm-hmm. it's a lot of That's stress in your brain to, brain sure. to comp- constantly be doing mm-hmm. that and so like um I got a little bit into meditation. I haven't gotten deep into it, but uh, I feel like it did help me when I was able to like actually sit and do it. Sometimes I think going to the gym helps a lot too because when I'm in that kind of environment, I, you're kind of like in your own little zone anyway. It gives you a lot of time to like process different things. Well, there's like, isn't there like studies and things that have shown that physical yeah. work is actually good for your mental health? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's true. I yeah. go to the gym. A lot, four days a week at minimum. This morning, I, I got I was at Sports West here in Reno, five forty-five workout. Lift Shout out to Sports now. West. You uh, can, like, honestly, it's like one of the. You guys can send me a too. check. It's so nice. <laughs> Anybody wants to join us? We're, we're lifting weights. Wednesdays we do ass. Like, nice. We Just ass. I like it. Like, lower I think, legs, that's, I think man. that's called anal. If, well, if I owned a gym, leg day would be called anal. Honestly, honestly, we didn't have this podcast. Because some people like it, a lot of people hate that, it. Honestly, but no, it's I uh, like I'll leg check day. It out. We do push pull, so it's like uh, upper body, but like biceps, triceps, chest, and then like back, whatever fucking. I can't. I can't do this business idea. All sorts of stuff. I can't do this business idea because it would come off chauvinistic. But mm-hmm. maybe I'll pass this one to you. Hmm. Uh, like Kurt, what was that gym that was just for ladies? Uh, do you remember? That's it? a great idea. So okay, you have a gym just for ladies, but then the the days like 
it's called tit day. That's upper body <laughs> or, or, or breasts. I don't know. You can name it. It's uh, just take the idea. Dude, if, but then, I, if I but then the leg day is called so anal. Oh my god! Like fucking like. I know there are so many day. women that like have such a get, have so many bad experiences at the gym that that's like totally mm-hmm. something that you sure. could do. Definitely, so, okay. women need so, safe spaces well, for sure. I, I, yeah, I do yeah, want to bring yeah. this up real quick because the first day I went into Sports West, I noticed like there was a lot of different men like looking like at me and it made me mildly uncomfortable until i i started thinking about it one they're probably not they're probably regulars and they're not used to seeing a younger woman in there two there's a lot of testosterone that flows like when you're working out and stuff and so there's naturally like seeing everybody's like bodies moving and stuff like that i can see that's like a natural bio yeah biochemistry thing like this triggers a lot of things and i feel like in this day and age especially when you watch a lot of gym videos and stuff you see these people are putting them on blast when there's just like a glance over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's normal that's i I, I feel on both sides i feel exactly it's on both sides because i feel like when people are just naturally looking or staring that's normal but when you're open gaping mouth that's a little fucking weird well and and i think it goes deeper than that i think it goes deeper than that because i'm big on energy expression right yeah so if i stare at somebody or i look at somebody i think i think it's relevant what i'm thinking i think that energy travels the distance you know what i mean so if i look at someone i'm like does that look is that my cousin amber that can't be Amber. Why the fuck would Amber be here? That girl could be like taking the wrong energy. If Do you like, echo locate your dude- women too? Do you just like. I'm <laughs> 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 putting that energy out there. She knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I give, I've got, I've put some, I would love to fuck energy out and, and had it come back to me. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe. But you know, also don't be a creep. Don't be yeah, a don't be a creep. Don't be a fucking creep. Obviously, don't be a creep on um, one way or the other. And don't it's be... nature, like obviously the attraction to the opposite sex is a thing, <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a line. Yeah. Yeah. Like same thing it goes it's for okay recording take... women in nightclubs. Oh. I've seen oh that. Oh my sure. god. Sure. Yeah. People oh, that yeah. like they're taking a video, but like if you're like creeping behind them, that video is all one girl. And mm-hmm. it's just like that makes me so fucking weird. uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. so weird. There's like, some weird dudes out let's there. Call yeah. that they out. That's weird. Home and jerk it for free. At least give me like five yeah, bro. Drinks, Subscribe to the OnlyFans, damn. damn. Yeah, right. That's one of the things that'll be tight when VR comes up, like when it's a pervasive technology and it's embedded in everybody. Like you go try to be creepy on some chick and it's just gonna be like a fucking paywall. <laughs> Her OnlyFans. Like, That's fucking brilliant. A warning, a warning pop. That, that is ding, brilliant. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Pay twenty dollars. Yeah. 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 That's hey look, I would be a billionaire if I was already a millionaire. It just pixelates her until you pay. <laughs> exactly. That'd be hilarious, dude. Is it bukkake or like, is it pixelation? I don't know. <laughs> like it's a like it's an app or a service the woman can fucking subscribe to. Right. So when dudes try to creep, it's just like brah, pay <laughs> <off>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bitch, pay me. Swipe up to subscribe. Life action, bitch. I mean, I see it. girls doing that now with their OnlyFans. They'll put like a QR yeah. code to whatever yeah. over the Q- QR the codes sensitive areas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a QR code right That's there. Perfect. I don't, I don't, I don't indulge in sex workers, but I fuck with sex workers. And what I mean by that is, I support the grind. Whatever you got to do, get your bag. And you they fuck I mean? me like, for free. They do sometimes fuck me for free. That has happened, but it's not my fault. I never, I have no games, so we've talked about this before. But let's let's rails. Where are they? Back here. The rails. rails, rails, rails. So, Nick, tell me, like, okay, so your mental health struggles as you went and and your process of self development. 
How did it originally negatively affect maybe your your oh, relationships? Never ending journey, honestly, what that is. But um, where I started noticing is it is like I would feel way like I'd be at my lowest point in my life during breakup, and it would just like I feel like it. I was like a lot more sensitive to it than any of my peers, and then I realized that like whenever I was single, I had a hard time being single. I, I just like felt like. I don't know. I feel like it came from me developing a anxious, preoccupied attachment style based on the trauma that I had when I was younger because I didn't have that core support system when I was younger. So I, was, I would always like reach out and kind of need that. I didn't know how to self-soothe. I had to learn that too as I went. But like understanding that the trauma is what I need to work on and I'm not just crazy and I'm not blaming myself. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest like leap I ever took in my mental health journey was being able to identify a reason why you're like something Mm -hmm. and put the blame on that and not on yourself. You'll feel like an entire weight lift off you eventually because you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. Especially when it happened to you at such an early age. Because that shit happens to everyone. It's so different. Mm -hmm. It could be anything and you don't know anyone's like, you don't know anyone's struggles or Mm -hmm. past things. And that's why I think it's just really important to like. That's why childhood trauma is the worst though. Because it's almost subconscious it at that you. point. Your it's subconscious, life. though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the well, trauma you, you people grow... experience in their 30s or their 20s, like, it's easier to directly attribute, you know what I mean? Because you remember it very clearly. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you the trauma happens, you know, like, pre-10 years old, yeah. then you may not even remember the details of it. Right. I have very you just have the reactions. Yeah, yeah you know? I have very few I, memories I of my relate. childhood. Me too. If you I do, it's like, oh, okay, three I have, out of five. I have, like, literally <laughs> one. Literally, exactly. At the same thing. And then, like, it's biochemistry things that trigger it, and you can't have any control. Spider flight, yeah. Yep. Mike just said he has literally one. Mike. I only have, like, one memory exactly. of let's, childhood. Let's get in on that one. I won't so go into the details, memory. but I have, like, one specific, very clear memory of being, like, six years old of childhood trauma and 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 that is evidence of like okay well if that was happening to me when i was six what else was happening to me like around that same time and stuff that i don't remember and the the moment that i'm talking about that i remember is like when i consciously like ask myself why is this happening what what do we do what do we do why are we doing this you know and and yeah it's and so then you start to think about well what happened to me before why am i reacting around all these other memories yeah Mm -hmm. isn't it kind of amazing how the brain protects itself yeah ultimately yeah. that's all it so is weird. that's it yeah. like all of a sudden you just start your personhood whether you were a child or an adult or an yeah the age of reason and, like the, start recording sudden, well the no the, the age <laughs> that yeah. your brain starts allowing you to process and be able yeah. to deal with these as your brain is like still processing it because mm-hmm. i like you said i don't really have like a lot of like serious memories like from when i was a kid like it, like you said three out of five are pretty fucking awful and but then as an adult i feel like yourself i've been putting a lot of work in to making sure like yeah. i'm a healthy partner and it is one of the most like important things that you can do and i feel like everybody in this generation has been putting who has had kids so far has been putting the effort in. So I'm very excited to see what the next generation is going to look like. Because if you think about our yeah. parents and our grandparents, bury their heads in the fucking sand, bury their heads mm-hmm. in the sand. Yeah, or just sure, like, they were just sure. like, you're dealing with it. Suck it up. Yep. Sort of deal. Like, Be a man. Fine. Be an ostrich. But, yes. Yeah. And now we have like a, right around our age group between 35 and younger who are having kids. We are in this magical group of really changing a full on generation of mental health and like what is going to be acceptable within the next 10 to 15 years and what is going to be a staple within our country at the same time and 
it's gonna get worse, but the the target we're trying to hit is moving because I know we're all like taking experiences from our life and our childhood. Yeah. But right now, I think it's really important to focus on the people that are now. Like with technology advancing, there's gonna be a lot of people that are developing yeah. with like social anxieties because they might not be in a lot of social situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's like I was recently reading about a study about how there are more like single men now than there have ever been before, and that a lot of this is like leading to um like population male decline. depression male too depression. yeah well this which is huge from, well this comes from the therapy like where boys mm-hmm. were told to like you have to suck oh, it yeah. up and be a man and hide yep. your emotions that's one of my grandpa's famous sayings be a man yeah but yep. also too like then the women are suffering and then the women have to learn how to be like independent on its own and we talked about this the previous episode with vader mm-hmm. there there is also a quality of having those traditional roles to an extent mm-hmm. as yeah, long absolutely. as like your people are getting taken care of yeah. but if one person is shouldering all the emotions emotional and spiritual responsibility that is going to lead to burnout and people are going to be like fuck this i feel yeah, like, like a lot of the reason why we expect those like norms with, with whether it's a like father or mother figure or how you were raised a lot of what we're trying to do now is just replicate what we know so people that might have broken households might feel more comfortable and feel more confident being able to be that bad bitch and do it all by themselves versus like people that may have come from like a more stable home like wanting that you know what the girl doesn't work the guy like provides yeah. the mom's a stay-at-home mom that tends to the the like the chores in the childhood and I, like i that's ultimately like, what i want after all i got spoiled with my adoptive family yeah and like i just kind of want to like recreate that for yeah, various I reasons i think it's like the same as everything the answer the answer is it's it's got to be a hybridization of of the value Learning, yeah. of the old ways like the the valuable th- components of of more traditional lifestyles, mm-hmm. I think there are value in those in those things and those principles. But I also think that you have to you have to address where all of the shortcomings are in those things, yes, and then fix those and and apply the more modern approach to those same concepts yep. it, to, to come up with the optimal to come up with the optimal true. balance you because know? you can't just have like women staying home and having kids not and taking anymore. care of the house and they can't have just had men not like in this economy but it also comes down to the point of where the emotional aspect and spiritual aspect also aligns as well too because you can have a woman that she is like at relatable. home at home giving giving birth like taking care of the household but she's not happy because she's also feeling oppressed and or a man is providing too much control and not enough freedom and, oh definitely like uh, I, I can also see that side doing of it. everything so there needs to be like a balance there needs to be for sure more, for like, sure to have that magical combination Consent. really combinates into one person being a healthy human working on yeah. your mental health working on your spiritual and emotional growth as well it's, and the, it's, the other way i look yeah. at it too is both people have to be self-sufficient enough to hold it down on their own in order to make like a, that power couple. Oh, and, 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 that, and that crosses, that crosses all, all gendered relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether, whatever you're talking about. That's a huge problem with dating right now is like, yeah, that from what you're speaking on with like the stay home mom and stuff, that's has to do with like, you know, having kids and having a reason to need to stay home. Mm-hmm. But like, as we are progressing more and more women that I know that I talk to, like they don't even want kids at all. Yes. And I totally, it's totally understandable. And I can totally relate to that because like the op, 
like the opportunity that my parents had is not anywhere near the same opportunity the I same. have. Yep. The, like nine out of ten of my friends mm-hmm. will have like more than one roommate. Like mm-hmm. no one, it's hard out here. Yeah, yeah. you can make an eighty k a year and barely yeah. surviving if you live in San Francisco. Oh my god, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that place is armpit of the world. Right but I'm, now. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. If you look at the graphs, living, if you look at the graphs of like crazy. what what a house costs, what rent is yeah. compared to you know income, the graphs are way off. You wouldn't want to see a hundred fifty thousand dollar house today. But when when my dad was 35, 36 years old, a hundred fifty thousand dollar house was nice. pretty nice, dude. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like probably like six, seven hundred K now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Well, I'm looking at I'm I'm thirty four right now and I, I'm looking at houses that are like five hundred thousand and I can see that same house being a couple hundred thousand not that long ago, you know. It's crazy. I um you know, like I said before, I'm moving up from the Midwest. It's extremely Difficult for men your guys' age to be dating, like if you guys want kids or if you guys want. I don't find it that difficult. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> you've already been through two Me. divorces. I'm it's a pro now, right. dude. I'm well but, practiced. But you gotta think about, it. like, I mean, think about it. Like, someone out on the West Coast has a very different dating experience than they do in the South or they do in yeah, the West. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it Culture. is regional. It's completely regional, yeah. and then it, because of one, the financial aspect of two, the the family values, but also. The drive that and the exp- social societal expectations that are there, and it's it, it's a very real thing. I mean, culture has changed a lot too because, like, if you think about when our parents were dating, they didn't really have the internet or all the social networks they do now. Mm-hmm. They didn't have dating yeah. apps. Yeah. Right well, now, sure. everything's I mean, so much more physical. Even it makes from a big when difference. I started dating, you know, if you think about middle school to high school for me, like the first iPhone didn't come out until I was like graduating high school. Day. I had a razor. You know what I mean? I had a razor. The first flip razor. Yeah. I was. That I was. was at, I was at my first duty station when that phone came out. Would you have pink or black? I had the black. Did you guys ever had a sidekick? Come on. The side, side flip one. Yeah, no, I never had the sidekick. No. But I didn't, my dad had no. that one. I love my Blackberry though. Blackberries were cool. Uh, Black, I had a Blackberry true. for my first deployment. Yeah, Blackjack yeah. was the eighteen. I felt like I was a businessman when I had a Blackberry. Yeah, me too, dude. I was sending all the fucking hot texts, dude. <laughs> I know. I was sexting for hours with that fucking keypad, dude. Putting it on him. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, we circling back to like to the air races, and especially on this subject, I met these couple pilots, and they were so cool, young. Didn't know how they old old they are because I try not to I I try not to ask or engage with that because they assume men don't mind if you ask for the record. Mm, Well, it was it was like a whole group. It was like men and women, everything. They were twenty four to twenty seven. Every single one. Pilots. Damn. I know, rich motherfuckers. Well, I can never be a pilot anyway. Dude, all rich, all privileged, and everything. And every (laughs) single one of them were married. Hmm. Every single one of them. And I was like, why are you guys so young? They're like, I'm like, how long have you guys been married for? But why are you so young? Because I was born. Well, because they, they were born in Georgia. And those were societal expectations. And they were all cheating on each other. <laughs> what? Every single one of them. He was like, I, like, he gave me the dirty fucking details, man. He was yeah. going, like, this one, this one, this one, this one, just, this one. We're all fucking each other. And that's, he just met him? He's just like, oh, yeah, ready, he's ready to people, talk about it. That's, well, that, that's get him on this fucking on podcast. People open up to me though too like people yeah, tell too. like it's like one of those weird things like even in the grocery store people will come up and start telling me, i'm like my oh, well now that fuck. you mentioned hey i got something like, to tell you oh god what i'm just kidding no. <laughs> like i shit my pants the other day i gotta i gotta take away from what <laughs> no, you're just no, saying I food poison, it's I been a while I, I just created a jeremy quotable what uh with the first part of what you're saying so for men age is, is a status symbol mm-hmm. and for women it's a liability 
Because you never are going to There's no man on this planet will get offended if you ask him how old he is. I never met one anyway. Because what? Once they get older, they're not able to re. Because I could be, I could be, I could be ninety years old and set to die three days from now, and have like, 10 and kids. I might still have four swimmers <laughs> with that last shot, dude. That it's is true. true. It's technically but, man, true. We have <laughs> yeah, for, for childbearing years. We definitely do have an expiration date. For and I'm not saying that to shit on women by any means. Oh no, you're I'm not. just saying the way. Like I would never ask a baby. I would never ask a woman what how old she is unless it's like I know it's. Approximately my age. What if you're you know working I mean? like work the door and you have to? I love it when people ask for my ID. I, I'll, ID I'll ID a woman that's clearly over 40 just because I want to make her blush a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yes. There you go. <laughs> that's different. You know? I love it. Like, especially when people assume like I'm in my 20s and yeah. they're like, I'm like, I'm, I'm close to 40 over here. So, Nick, all this, all this development and progress that you've made through your own personal mental health, what do you think that? gives you moving forward as far as like what what's the what's the upside of all this work that you've done i'm hoping when i if i do ever have kids it'll make me like a better father in the instance that like i'm taking all this knowledge that i gave myself time to work through and identify that it came from early childhood trauma and then maybe i'll be like i'll use that as an experience you know try so to don't pass that trauma right yeah, yeah especially working. but like it's hard you know like a lot of trauma isn't necessarily something you're intentionally giving to your kid you know it's just it's just good to be mindful about i think having the understanding though to let them know it's a safe space but like that's still just like a whole complicated topic everyone does it a different way there's so many variables of like raising a kid that's the other thing I'm stressed out about, like, do I even but, want one? Like, this economy? Like, <laughs> don't fucking do it. I, I think <laughs> not this economy. I think what's really beautiful Next about lifetime. you is, like, that you're actively pursuing your mental health growth mm-hmm. and your spiritual, emotional, and mental health that you're growing from. And you, when you have a kid, it doesn't necessarily mean you stop growing. You're just also growing together with them. And the less trauma that you can impose and see the cyclic breaking of yeah. this generational trauma is, like, one of the most important things you can do. And the fact that you breaking chains. Yeah, seriously, chain breakers over here. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you already see it and you already want to means that you will be a great dad if and when the opportunity does happen, because you'll be able to see and correct your mistakes that you made in that time and apologize and be like, I'm sorry, I handled that incorrectly and apply it to your future. Have you noticed how you can always do? Have you noticed any uh, improvement in the relationships that you have? Uh, I'm still working on that. I mean, that's a big target, you know. There's a lot of variables, so I'll like hit it off with someone that ends up not wanting kids, but I'm like on the fence with kids, but I don't want to like close off that option completely. So it's like you know, like we gotta like split up, and like I gotta see if there's anything else out there. I don't know. There's a lot of like stress that comes behind that because like some stuff. I guess I can expose some of the stuff. My adopted family, my mom couldn't have a baby. Um, later, she got diagnosed with the cancer that she thankfully beat. But um, but it erected her uterus or whatever. Yeah, and then um, I don't know if they're related though. But either way, like they adopted me when I was like already four or five, so they didn't really have the baby years, and they want me to have the baby years. Mm-hmm. They want to have the baby years, and I want to give it to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And plus, like I feel you. You mean they're waiting? For, the, you mean they're waiting for grandbabies? Yeah, yeah. That grandbaby drive. I know though, that. That's a all my toys yeah. I ever had are in a storage unit. That's terrorist activity, dude. Don't that's even terrorist talk activity. to me about this. That, that, that grandpa, that grandma, grandpa, fucking push. 
That is terrorist activity. No, no, I, I talked to him about <laughs> it, and they actually did apologize. Do it when you are ready. Yeah. They, they, did, they, they did apologize. They did apologize. They do be pushing so. that shit. They, like, I they get it, and a lot of times, like, you're, you're, you're a parent for your first time, you know? No one's fucking perfect. You know, by that yeah. fourth fucking kid, you maybe got it, you know? <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> yeah, Bro, but, I, got, I had one daughter. Six months after that, I was like, yep. Vasectomy o'clock over here. <laughs> my family, my family, because they all like. I'm one of the few, few that does not. I have to tell them like, I'm a, I'm a child bride right now. I'm 35 years old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm 36, and I'm still not like maybe in like another year and nice. a half. But at the same time, though, it's just like I don't rush it. Mm-hmm. I don't rush it either. I want to make sure I'm prepared for for, for sure, like financially and like yeah. I want. I need a mortgage That's and I need stability. Yeah, yeah. You but know? at step. the same time, though, like don't push it off so, so long. Exactly, there's a fine line. Well, I, I, fine line. Well, but that's <laughs> I hate to I hate to split the difference, but it's the same thing as what we were talking before. You can wait as long as you fucking want if you're yeah. married, dude. Mm-hmm. As long as you as don't man, hit 65, yeah. 70 years old, you can find a 29 year old woman. To have a baby with. I mean, my biological into dad your seventies, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, it'll, and it'll happen. He's eighty-six or eighty-seven. So, so my guy, you got time, bro. No yeah. rush. No rush. I feel dude. like I know, I'm I feel taking like, my time. I feel like the grandbaby push thing comes from like, like a life cycle thing where like they can see the generations happening, and then it's like another way for them to feel comfortable with death that they're you know more life is coming. Well, maybe. maybe I feel like a huge thing is too I think that's is like a really legacy. Good point. That's you know, really like. Being an only child when I was adopted, like a lot of it's legacy too. Mm-hmm. You know, legacy, like yep. I'm the last one. My other yeah. closer relatives aren't really doing anything. It's like you feel like a little bit responsible, especially if you come from a really strong, tight knit family. It's yeah. like, oh, after me, like, what's next? Are we just gonna fade away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, like, I'm my father's only son. Exactly. So, so I feel me like that having adds a kid, pressure. I was like, done, done. I did it. I did it. I did it. It's on you now, sir. This fucking kid's job now. <laughs> I feel like my family just wants to like tie pass me down. that shit. Dude. Yeah. I'm they trying not to pull pa- and tie me down. I'm trying not to pass the trauma, but you can have that one. <laughs> Double it. And give it to the next person. Yeah. Double it. And give it to the next person. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny, actually. That is funny. Fifty two burgers, fifty two fries, fifty two. <laughs> Fuck man. I love In and Out. I might hit that. Ooh, In and Out. I had I had In and Out. I had In and Out. Two days ago, or uh, three days ago. And What's it, your order when you get it? Oh, this is too easy. Number two, animal style, no tomato, animal style fries, chocolate milkshake. Animal style everything, yep. Animal, animal style, style everything. everything. I'm on that. That's the way I live. It's the way with, I fuck. Maybe some that's, extra spread That's the on way the side. I make mistakes, animal style. <laughs> I fuck. Nope. I get my protein style, master grilled <laughs> patty, gross. fresh Dude, I just got a visual of, like, I just got a visual of, like, spread. Just like, t- <laughs> like, just using spread on a chicken. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> all I just see is like just spread all over her infection. ass. Is it's a lube alternative. If you if you spread use spread all over your ass, you're so, if you actually, use, don't forget it. the smack. All I just had was this impression of you just like licking it off her ass. Mm. <laughs> a little salt in that. Gross. Good. And I love it. <laughs> mm, I'm definitely probably getting in. <laughs> She's got the she got the mm. fucking she got the she got the not from you eating and now after a word <laughs> from our ass. sponsor man I was just in like, and out in and out sponsor us in and out in and out a drive through blowjob stand 
Isn't In and Out like a like Christian? Very, very, hella much, very much. We should get them to be our sponsor. Like them and Hobby Lobby. Never. They will. They will listen to one episode of our of our production and they're like, no, fuck no. I am not religious enough. I have a mouth of a. You gotta cut that out, or they're gonna sue you. Yeah, if we had if we had Joe Rogan numbers, they still would not sponsor us. No, 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 no. Damn it. I, and we ain't bringing 30 million people per episode. We're not doing that. So. Give me Wendy's, baby. <laughs> we can probably get Wendy's. <laughs> we can probably get Wendy's. Have you Jesus seen their Facebook? Oh, it's hella funny, funny, dude. Hella funny. Who's Facebook? Oh, Wendy's, dude. Really? It's a thing. Oh, yeah, they it's go a off, thing. Dude. Yeah, they go off, dude. They're about that life. They're they they beef- battle back sometimes. They're, yeah, they're always beefing with the other fast food. <laughs> yeah. Straight tagging them. Just yeah, straight tagging them. <laughs> unhinged. Like talking nice. shit. Yeah, unless it's an unhinged. Walking to Wendy's with the handlebars. That's our next sponsor. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, handlebars and junior bacon juice. Just burgers. message them on Facebook. <laughs> Their Facebook's the lit one. Fuck yeah, dude. They're lit as shit, dude. I love it. Man, dude, this is, a good, this is a good conversation. I think it needs to happen in more places. And I think, you know... I'm optimistic. Let me just correct what I was about to say. I do think people are waking the fuck up. And I do yeah. think collectively, like the entire circle of friends that I have, they're, they're about this shit, dude. They're, they're understanding in the ways that they're fucked up and the ways they need to change. And, you know, we all make excuses for ourselves and we all fall back. But I think just as a generation, we are the fucking hinge point to where all this shit changes. It's you know happening. I mean? I think and so it too. isn't going to get easy overnight, that. you know? No. No. It's going to get worse before it gets better Culture because we're also dealing with the fucking governments that are not on the fucking same page. Who aren't right, fucking right. dying yeah. or stepping They're down They're still yet? trying to do World War Three right now, right. bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we're trying to collectively shift the consciousness of humanity, I think. Yes. A lot of people are thinking in that avenue. Mm-hmm. I ho- at least I, I like to hope so. But I feel like I see it, mm-hmm. right? And to me, that's just enough to keep me going. But you look at our governments and all the shit that they're doing on both sides of the aisle, because you know I hate both. Fuck the Democrats, fuck the Republicans, fuck everybody in between. We got to burn this shit to the no ground. No way, and start I again. love being a yes. libertarian. Yes, a libertarian. Libertarian's just right, but then you got like that fake ass Tea Party. You got the fake ass Tea Party, which does not, not the represent tea party. me correctly. Libertarians, were 33 libertarians are where it's at. I think most people are in the middle, and I think this nation is going to live or die by the next fucking 10 years. I think it's going to live or die by the next 10 years. We got Talking an opportunity. Andrew, like the last, like, last couple of episodes, like with the crypto, man, that was like a freaky thing. I kept thinking about that for it's days on end on mm-hmm. the things that we were discussing. And I'm like, this shout is- out to Andrew on crypto canvas. Yep. Yo, hey. you look for him on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere yeah. else. Uh, some of the things that he was bringing it up. I was like, I didn't even think about this and it freaks me the fuck out. Cybersecurity yep. is ins- going to be insane. Like even just recently, like the, well, the blockchain brand. is going to change a lot of that too, though. Yeah. It can, but like the MGM Grand just got like completely hacked yes. for like yes, they did. billions and millions oh, really? of dollars, maybe even billions. I was yeah, gonna say, right. I think like, it's close to a billion. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. They're holding, they're holding, they they're holding seven everything. billion dollars hostage right now. There's another company. There's another cartel that did it, but they paid. I guess they they're the ones that like paid the ransom. Yeah. One of them held out in the ransom and it's yeah. just costing them. I'm dearly. just saying, if you guys see me in a G wagon in the next couple months, mind your fucking business. <laughs> You better I take me for a ride. I'd be like, <laughs> you're getting one too, buddy. Hey. I'd be like, who's our next sponsor? Say what? MGM Grand. The hacker community. Black G Wagon, <laughs> white G Wagon, pink G Wagon. I'm in. I don't want to want pink. I probably want brown. Brown's my favorite color. Ew, dude. Brown, brown G Wagon. You would. Maybe like, maybe like sparkle brown or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, brown's like, brown's like, brown with some we'll, flake. We'll, brown's we'll, my favorite we'll color. We'll make a like sparkle brown custom color and we'll call it sparkle shit. 
I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a better rebuttal, but I kind of like that, though. Disco yeah, doo-doo. that's pretty sick. Disco yeah, doo-doo. Disco doo-doo. Hey, hey I like too. that. Yeah, that's pretty good, <laughs> That's too. catchy as well. Yeah, that's catchy. Disco All right, doo-doo. so what's next? What's next, my friend? What's next? Oh, dude, I don't know, you know? Just growing, being mindful. Um, as far as, like, stuff going on, I don't know. I'm just working hard to, like, keep learning music production. Mm-hmm. It's a never... I mean, you don't stop learning. You just figure out ways that are faster. And it's like... It's hard because, like, before I release anything, I want to make sure the stuff I'm making is consistent. Like, I listed all these other artists, and, I, you know, you can recognize they have a sound of sound or style. I'm trying to, like, figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I've been, like, talking with a couple of my friends and mentors and stuff, and it's just, like, all about, like, the process chains you use and the samples that you do and the sound selection that you make. Like, keep reusing it. But, like, maybe in, like, smaller settings, like, maybe this thing was more in the forefront, you put it in the back end, or, like, similar sounds. Similar, like, ways that you process sounds helps you a lot. So, that's kind of the journey I'm on. I don't know how fucking long it'll take. I've been doing this shit for, like, four or five years, but, you know. Hell yeah, brother. We'll see. (laughs) All right, so, uh, I think it's that time. Give me some shout-outs. Give me some links. Tell me where people can find you if you want to put any projects or anything or highlight any of your friends or your homies feel free to do that uh yeah um so we have a show coming out december 14th at dead ringer shout out to all those guys um it's gonna be like a the winter recharge so anyone that's affiliated with like the ev uh manufacturing or anyone in the supply chain gets in free with like proof of badge and then the talent is mixed of people that are employed over at Tesla and people that are like really heavy hitter locals. So it's going to be a good time. And then I'm planning on doing events about seasonally every three to four months and trying to scale that with a bunch of my friends from Tesla too. So it'll be a lot of fun. I want to get the never not house guys on for like a, uh, like Shout a takeover. Nice. If, you, if you don't Definitely. know Aaron very well, I can link you up. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. I want to be able to scale my stuff so I can host his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to do a dual stage system. We have all these like different ideas, but it'd be cool because we want to be really interactive and we want to like support the community too. So, so for the winter recharge, you're saying that anybody with like a Tesla or Panasonic or something bad? Yeah, Panasonic's it? fine. Any supply chain's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. Tesla or Panasonic, everyone's in free. But like one badge equals one ticket. So if you have a plus one, you're going to have to like pay for that. But it's only 10 at the door. That's so. a good That's way to, to get a uh, network with some yeah. people in that industry. And Definitely. Get I'll be there and I'll happily pay that money. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bucks. it's gonna be great. A lot of the people that I have booked, I've been like hanging out with over the last few years and like I've seen them evolve as artists too, and they've gotten their own individual gigs at Dead Ringer by themselves, which is like it's cool to see that grow. Them like doing from starting something to being able to have their first club experience from last winter recharge to getting recognized and being able to have other opportunities. Like that's mm-hmm. that's cool to me. I like yeah. giving people these Little, these little pushes that I feel like you should give everybody. Absolutely. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's been cool seeing him grow. Fuck yeah, man. All right, any socials you want to drop or anything like um, that? I guess just um, Trippin Entertainment, T-R-I-P-P-E-N Entertainment on Instagram. We That's the that's where we're going to put our future events and stuff. We're starting with Winter Recharge, but that's kind of the new thing we're starting. So all my events and then some other stuff that I'll release like in a month or two. Yeah. Can you also Make sure you send there? that link to our DMs and then we'll put it out in the show notes yes. also. How do you pronounce your personal Instagram? Zod? Zod. Z-A-W-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or Zod like Z-O-D-L-I-K-E. 
it stems from an old gamer tag that just evolved over the years. I was really big into video games and yeah. game development. I used to go by Zodiac, and then I changed it to Zod-like because it's like like Zodiac, and then Zod is like what Zod like. It's kind of just a fucking chain you can follow <laughs> well, it. Well, even know? with no context, that's how, that's how I know you, and it's catchy. I'll yeah. <laughs> so, All right. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, and it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you for showing up. Yeah, thank up. you for joining us. And it's I think it's a been time. a great conversation, and I think our audience is really going to love it. I'm excited it. to have you on for different yeah. sub. We'll bring, we got to knock out a couple range. segments. Yeah. We <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll bring you on a guest in the next couple months. Yeah, probably. definitely. 100%. Because to, to have you on, like, a, like Unlicensed Therapy de- Dedicated, as well as Unlicensed yeah. and Hinged, I think would be a great one to host you. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like you have a lot of experience and a lot yeah. of, like, a, a, a mind, mindful yeah. insight that can help our yeah. Listeners grow. It'd be cool. Yeah, thank All you right, for Mike, joining us. Send us the links. Send us the things you want to promote. Let's go. Um, you can find me at Gaddy underscore official if you want to follow me on Instagram. Um, I caught a 21-inch trout last weekend. Woo! With a yeah. child's fishing pole. With Oh, dude, it's, a tel- <laughs> it's like a telescoping, like one of those nice. cheap little telescoping When rides. we do the well, base well, camp, well, we have to character. bring was children's fishing poles out. It's not a character. Like Barbie yeah. or Hello yeah. Kitty yeah. fishing yeah. poles. Come on, that's what you I got damn right. You got <laughs> damn right. Fit the vibe, no, for sure. Yeah. All right, what's your links, my brother? That's it. Just uh, You can find me on Instagram there. Um, I don't have anything else other than that. It's been, it's been fun talking to you. Nick, good to see you. Likewise. Alex, send it. Here we are. Always northern underscore exposure. One of the best Instagrams you can always follow. Follow me on my stories. Follow me for everything that you ever want to see in life. I'm just kidding, but it's a good time. We also have our Spotify unlicensed and unhinged. Anything? And <laughs> I maybe eventually. I was thinking about getting my feet started, man. Oh, yeah. I got Barbie feet, and I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. I need to fucking start capitalizing. That foot finders. That foot finders. No, I need a pedicure right now. I need a medical. <laughs> Don't look right now. No, though. no, no. I mean, you can't look, look down, right now. I, look I got down. people like still like looking at him. I was looking like at him earlier. Are you? You know, it's not going to be Mike Gaddy that's going to be following me on foot finder. It's going to be like. It's going to be someone Gaddy late Choking. Choking. Alias. Yeah. It's not going to be Gaddy Daddy. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's going to be something yeah. so I've heard that so many Daddy. times. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. Northern underscore exposure. We also have us on Spotify at Unlicensed and Unhinged. Make sure you give us a follow along with on our Instagram there as well too. Our hashtag. Start spreading the word. Get us out there. We all want you. You goddamn right. Yep. All right, as you all know, you can find me at jgranite underdash official on Instagram. You can find this podcast wherever the fuck you're listening right now. <laughs> Soon to come, we're gonna. I'm I'm setting up iTunes. I'm setting up uh, Stitcher and a couple other things this week. I have already done the pre work for that, so you'll be able to find us everywhere. Podcasts are the available. Fans soon. have been asking for Woo! shorts, yeah. so we're gonna start shorts in the near future. And I want to thank our guest again, Nick Malcolm. Thank you for coming in. It's been a great conversation. I almost feel like we needed to do a four-hour podcast with you, which is just more reason to bring you in on, on the other segments. And I want everyone out there listening to know that you matter, you value, and your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Live from Jerry Lago. Good night. This is Jeremy signing out. Good night.